you've found the Rock Hesperia and are on your way to building a solid life. We make disciples here. If you, your children, or anyone comes to Jesus, hears his sayings, and does them, your life will become solid. So let's get to it. Our God is so, so good. We're going to jump right into Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. We've heard this one a lot the last couple of weeks, and it's a good one. If you have your Bible with you, go ahead and open up to Psalm 103. We're going to read this first one together. If you do not have a Bible with you, or if you do not have the New King James Version with you, I'm going to ask you to read along on the screen. We've got everybody covered today. We're going to read loudly, and we're going to read together. We're going to believe God's word. Ready? Let's read. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your benefits and your promises. I'm going to read verse 2 back to you. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Last week, we heard a couple of great things. We heard that every good benefit available under heaven comes from God. James 1.17 tells us every good gift, every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. Every single gift, every good gift comes down from the Father of lights. Psalm 103 lists some of the benefits. We learn that in the Word of God, all of the promises of God list the benefits of God. Ephesians 1.3 says he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. We also learn that everything that belongs to God belongs to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, all that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I send the Holy Spirit to take what is mine and show it to you. Praise the Lord. And we learn that our benefits from God include every benefit that Jesus has inherited. Every single benefit. There is not one benefit that was only for Jesus, that is not for me, that is not for you. None. Because every benefit that Jesus got is for all of us. Everyone who will call on the name of the Lord receives every benefit that Jesus received. And the last thing that we learned is that discouraged hearts have a difficult time receiving the benefits of God. The enemy wants to discourage us. He does not want us to receive what God has for us. He doesn't want us to hear. He doesn't want us to see. He only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't come around unless he's going to do that. He only wants to discourage our hearts. Sometimes you wonder, what if it's too late? What if my heart's already discouraged? It's not too late. Amen. We have the word right here that will encourage our hearts. We just turn to the word. 
We turn to our God, and our God encourages our hearts. Forget that devil. He can't do anything to me if I don't let him. So we're not going to let him discourage our hearts. Faith solves discouragement. Discouragement is when we begin to doubt, when we don't believe that God says, that what God says he will do. Discouragement is when, oh, I understand what the Bible says. I believe that it's true, and I believe that it's for all of you. But sometimes I'm not sure if it's for me, or I don't understand why I'm not seeing his promises in my life. I can become discouraged from that, right? Yeah, I will tell you that that is true, okay? Because that has been me recently, a week ago. I'm in my car listening to some great sermons from Pastor Ty at our Anaheim campus. Good stuff. He is preaching so hard and strong, and I know it and I believe it. Yes, Pastor Ty, Deuteronomy 28, all of the blessings that are there are for me. I absolutely agree with you because I believe God. But somehow there is this block in me that I realized I'm not receiving it for myself. And I don't know what's happening because I believe it in my head. It makes sense. I believe God. I love God. But I realize it's not getting to my heart. I'm not receiving the revelation of the word. My heart was discouraged. And I don't know if I'm the only one who has ever had a discouraged heart. But it happens. And so we have to recognize it and make a choice to come against the enemy just as the word tells us, resist the enemy, and he will flee. So we're going to take a moment to get our souls in check and say, I will not be discouraged. If you have had a heart of discouragement this week, if you have had anything in you, even an inkling of discouragement. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus and declare that our eyes are open, our ears are open, and we receive from the Lord today. Praise the Lord. Thank you, God. Psalm 68:19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. That is an exciting verse to me. Blessed be the Lord who daily, every single day. Were you blessed yesterday? Awesome. It doesn't end there. Okay? Just because something amazing happened yesterday, maybe you got a promotion at work, maybe $10,000 showed up in your bank account, I don't know, right? Maybe somebody gave you groceries that you needed that you couldn't buy. It doesn't end there. Daily, every day single day. He never runs out. The word just told us he daily loads us with benefits. And listen, not just like some benefits every day, loads. He loads us with benefits. We talked about heaps a moment ago, Hezekiah. This is like a heap, right? He loads us with benefits. I don't know about you, but we can be loaded down with good things or with bad things. 
I've been loaded down with bad things and it is not fun. It is heavy and it hurts and it stinks and I don't want to be there, right? <laughs> when I talk about loads of things, I want to be thinking about good things, right? I was drinking coffee this morning. I thought, man, Lord, I would like a load of coffee right now. <laughs> it was my first cup. I was hoping to get to a second and did not happen. So that load of coffee will come to me later. We've got to look to the Lord and receive from him. Not seek stuff, but him. And the word tells us that when we seek him, we receive all of these benefits. It's all there. It's all for us. But it's not the benefits that we go after. It's our Lord. It's God. It's the God of the universe. The one who created the heavens and the earth. We seek after him. We don't want to get trapped in seeking after his stuff. Because then it's similar to the Israelites whose mouths were close to him, but their hearts were far from him. And we don't want to be in that position where we can say the right things, where we can talk about what, we, what makes us sound good, right? Saying the right things or saying what we think is the right thing to say to get what we want. We want our hearts to be close to the Lord. We want our heart to be connected to him. We want to be seeking after him with our whole heart and receiving our Lord and trusting that in response, he will provide. He will do it. His word says that it will. And we're going to hear it over and over this morning. And I am praying that you will receive it because he loves you so much. And he wants to be able to give to you. Now, realizing that these benefits that come from the Lord doesn't have to make you greedy. And we don't want it to be coming from a place of greed. If you're under a pile of debt, if you're under a load of debt, God has a load of blessings to get you out of that debt. And wanting to get out from under that debt is not greed. That's wanting to get a, getting to a place of having enough, getting to a place of having more than enough so that you can bless people. So that as God blesses you, it can pass through you to other people to be a blessing. Man, God is so good. <laughs> he is so good. He got me good with this word this week. I was down. I was so down. I don't even know it was discouraging me, but I was discouraged. And I came to the Lord Wednesday morning and I said, Lord, I don't know. But I know that I love you. I know that you are for me. I know that you are not against me. So here I am. Would you please help me? And read a chapter out of John because I couldn't even get through the entire solid life reading plan that day. <gasps> what? On my, on my phone. I did not check those circles for the Old Testament books. I did not. I, even though I would have gotten that check mark, I'm not like some people who love to achieve things. <laughs> but they do it honestly, so they really can't achieve it because it's like, yes, motivation. I'm like, God, this is all I got. <laughs> but he met me that morning, 
he spoke to me. He said, lift up your eyes. Oh, Lord. Right? And there it was. There was the release that I got for the freedom that I needed to be able to hear his word. And then I just happened to be listening to Pastor Jerry, our senior pastor at our Anaheim campus, and oh, he had such a good word. And I was able to receive it because my heart was not discouraged because God had freed me. I came to him and he freed me. We are all vulnerable to our hearts being enslaved by the love of money or the fear of the lack of money. And this is a big deal. Like, when I'm talking about getting out of debt and it not being greedy but don't have a heart of greed, we have to understand the difference and because we have, we have to see that God wants our lives to look different from the unsaved. If my life doesn't look different in lots of different ways, in my health, in my marriage, in relationships at work, in my finances, if those things don't look different, then people who don't know Jesus, then what? I mean, really. It's such a big deal that in, in all things, in all of the spiritual things, even in these physical, sometimes we feel like kind of world, worldly things, it matters that our lives look different and that we allow the Lord to work in our lives and provide for us. So God doesn't want to just give us more and more and more and more and more and more and more, make us filthy rich. He wants our hearts to be for him. He wants our hearts to be lined up with his heart so that he can bless us in so many different ways and make our lives different, make our lives look different from people at work next to us who maybe aren't getting a promotion because they don't know the Lord. Deuteronomy 28, full and full of blessings. God tells us he wants us to be the head and not the tail, to be above only and not beneath, to be the lender and not the borrower, he wants us to look different. He wants to be able to bless our lives in a way that people will look at us and say, what is going on with you? You don't have a degree. How did you get that job? The Lord has blessed me. He has given me an ability to learn things and put me in positions where I've been able to get something and I don't have a degree. I'm speaking for someone else. That's not true for me. Everybody's got something different, okay? <laughs> but I know people like that. I know people who are in jobs that they should not have because they do not have the degree that qualifies them to be in that job. But because they love the Lord, because they have made him their Lord, they have said, Jesus, you're my master, you're my owner, you're my controller, you're my decision maker, and follow after him. He's able to bless, and their life looks different. And people get to say, how'd that happen? And then my friend gets to say, well, let me tell you. Let me tell you about my God who takes care of me. Mm -hmm. 
So our heart cannot be in captivity to the blessing, in captivity to what he has for us, but to the Lord. Our, ha- our heart has to be positioned to the Lord, not just what can you do for me, what do you have for me, not becoming a, coming into a place of captivity or, or bondage, becoming greedy, just wanting money, just wanting stuff to keep it all for yourself. That's not what God wants. He wants us to trust him. He wants us to let him provide for us, to stop and say, all right, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do with my life? Do I go to college? Where do I go? What kind of job do you want me to have? What do you have for me, Lord? He wants us to submit to him, come to him, and position our hearts toward him so that we can receive everything from him. (sighs) So good. He is the owner of the universe. Everything is his. Psalm 50.10 says, He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. My God has no lack. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I cannot even see a thousand hills from where I stand right now. But they're out there, and God owns all the cows on them. Right? Which means I can eat all the hamburgers I want, all the steak I want. But the point is, it's the Lord's. The earth and its fullness is the Lord's, tells us in Psalms. Isaiah 45.3, the Lord tells us, I will give you the treasures of hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, why? That you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name because he loves you and he knows who you are, that he is the God of Israel. I don't know. I heard about a guy one time when we were at Rock Conference that was opening up this ministry and got this like crazy tax rebate refund. Treasures of hidden darkness, treasures of hidden places, right? Just like out of nowhere, from the government. What? I mean, come on. Right? (laughs) Darkness. I'm just saying we should pray for our leaders, absolutely, because the Lord tells us to. But we recognize that there is corruption happening. People are greedy and selfish. Let's pray for them. There is no lack with God, and he has the ability to get anything to us anytime he wants to get it to us. He daily loads us with benefits. He doesn't have to wait until the next paycheck to get something to you, right? Anything, anytime. My God does not live paycheck to paycheck. I have, (laughs) right? (laughs) But my God does not live paycheck to paycheck. My God has taken us out of a place of living paycheck to paycheck. Amen. And he will do it for you too. Because all of this is for those who love him and those who call on him. Every single benefit is the same and extends equally to all of us.
What a wonderful God. And no limit to what he has. So let's take just a moment to make sure our hearts are right before the Lord, before we get into what is really good about this message today. All right? I'm going to ask you right now to close your eyes because we are going to limit distractions right now and we are going to speak out loud to the Lord and say it with me, Father, help me to get my heart right, to align with you, to trust you, to believe you, and to obey you. Amen. Psalm, oh, I just skipped it to the wrong place. You ready for the title for today's message? <laughs> Boom! Introduction. Done. <laughs> faith for his benefits. Yes, Lord, give us faith to receive your benefits. Every benefit or promise of God is by grace. Say it. Say grace. Say every benefit. Every promise of God is by grace. Grace tells me that I am not good enough myself. I cannot earn it. There is not enough that I can do to earn all that Jesus has for me. When God found us, when God found me, I was a sinner. Even though I was five years old, I was a sinner. <laughs> right? <laughs> I didn't always want to listen to my parents. I, that's enough right there, right? I often wanted to fight with my brother just to make him mad. That is a sinful five-year-old. I may not have been selling drugs, when I was five, <laughs> thank you, God. <laughs> when I was five, though, I lived in an area where, I don't know, maybe somebody would have wanted me to sell, help them sell drugs. But listen, seriously, five years old. I can make the choice to not listen to my mom. I can make a choice to fight with my brother. I can make a choice to... I don't even remember what I did. Steal his cars. I don't know. I probably kicked him on the back of the knee to make him fall. That was because he was big. It was like, whatever I can do, right? But it's sinful. That is not the love of God being expressed in me. <laughs> that is a sinful kid. Even at that point, I was born into sin. I was a sinful person, unworthy, undeserving, even a cute little five-year-old couldn't earn benefits from God. I had to make a choice to call on the name of the Lord. Doesn't matter if you're just a nice guy. I've never stolen anything. Doesn't matter. That's, that's not what gets you saved, not having stolen still a sinner. 
And even when you look at this small stuff compared to a righteous God, our righteous God who always does everything right, he always says the right thing, he always does the right thing, he always calls me by the right name, he remembers who I am when I don't remember who I am, he is righteous. He is always Always, 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 always righteous. Always, 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 always faithful. Cannot do the wrong thing. I can easily do the wrong thing. So easy. Remind myself all the time not to. He can't even like wait a minute and say, um, let me decide if I'm going to do the right thing. He doesn't even think about it. He just does the right thing. There cannot be an occurrence to God of doing the wrong thing, right? Some of you may have said to a child at some point in their life, your child, someone else's child, you may have heard someone say something to a child. Um, Cute, beautiful, adorable, wonderful little child who I love so much, I want you to go get ready for bed. Let me be real clear. I want you to get completely ready for bed, okay? In our house, there's a checklist. Boom, 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 boom. I'm not going to let you get away with this, kids, right? Potty, teeth, hands, face. Go do all that stuff right now. Go, right? Somebody comes back in after a couple of minutes. No pajamas on. As if no one will notice. Hey, did you get ready for bed? Yep. Where are your pajamas? (gasps) Oh, I forgot. Oh. Delayed disobedience. Still disobedience. Going to do something else before you do the thing that you were told to do? Still disobedience. God can't even take a second to decide what he's going to do. There is no delayed anything with God, but there can certainly be delayed disobedience with us, and it's just as much anything as immediate disobedience. disobedience. It's still disobedience. But his benefits are people who follow his ways. We don't always do that, but there is grace for us, and he extends his grace to us. Every benefit from God is by grace. For example, salvation, that's a benefit. That is a benefit, as much a benefit or a promise as I will heal your body is salvation. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. There you go. We cannot earn it. The Bible just told us that we cannot earn it. If I could earn it, then I could totally brag about it. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Can't brag about it. I can only brag about what Jesus has done for me. 
No benefit of grace comes except by faith. If you're lacking something and need God to deliver it to you, it will only come by faith. As free as salvation is, Jesus died on the cross. He bought us salvation completely free. I didn't have to die on a cross. Jesus did it to get me salvation, to get me away to heaven. As free as that is, it is still only deliverable by faith. If I don't have faith to believe that salvation is real, to believe that Jesus died for me, and to believe that when I accept him as Lord, that when I die, I will go to heaven, I have to have that faith to be able to receive the benefit. Romans 5, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, say faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace which we stand. We have access by faith into what? This grace in which we stand. No benefit of grace comes except by faith. If you do not believe it, you will not receive it. That is just all there is to it. Every benefit of God is by grace, and the benefits of grace are accessed by faith. He is not randomly picking who receives salvation, He is not sitting up on his huge godly throne looking down at us. Picking people out. You know what? Sandy, God says, I love the color of your hair. I want you to be saved. He does not pick and choose. He offers it freely to everyone equally. John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world. Does not say, For God so loved some people. For God so loved just the little children, because by the time their adults are kind of like, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Whoever. Red, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in his sight. (laughs) It just is what it is. God is so good. And I'm so glad that he is not picking Jews, right? Because if I think about even like after being saved, times when I just wanted to be real mad and punch somebody, God doesn't pick and choose. And it's so good because I think, man, I'm not sure that he would choose me because I know that on my own I can't be good enough. 
but by grace, he buys it for me. Mark 16, 15, and 16 says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. If these verses do not convince you that it is for everyone, read them again until they convince you. Because it seems pretty clear to me that God is trying to convince us that what he says is what he means. And what he says is true. And what he says is for me and is for you. For all of us equally. The grace benefits that come to us must be accessed by faith. Say faith with me, please. Faith. So how then does faith come? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17 tells us, isn't that good that God tells us in his word how to do everything that he tells us to do, how to receive his benefits? If it's by faith, all right, God, cool. But sometimes when I feel weak in faith, how do I get more faith? Well, thank God for Romans 10, 17 that says, so then faith comes by hearing, hearing, like by noise, because you can't hear things that are silent. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When I hear with my ears the word of God, when I speak the word of God out of my mouth, when I come to church and I hear the word of God spoken, when I go to OSL and I hear the word of God spoken, when I'm listening to the radio and I hear the word of God spoken, when I turn on my Bible app and let the British guy read to me, because he's got a great voice, I am hearing the word of God. I'm so glad other people love that guy. <laughs> I hear it, it gets in my ear, and from my ear, goes down into my heart and I plant it and I water it by feeding myself more of the word and it grows every benefit from God comes by grace and no benefit of grace is, is accessed except by faith I pray that your faith is being built by the word of God today Every good thing you pull down from heaven must be pulled down by faith. There is no other way to get it. Every benefit accessed by faith, pull it straight down from heaven, straight down from God to me by faith, believing that what he says is true, believing that those promises in Psalm 103 are for me. Romans 4.16 says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. If God set things up where they can only be accessed by faith, then they could be delivered by grace and not by earning it. 
We cannot earn it. He has set it up so that it can only be received by faith. There is no other way to receive his promises but by faith. You cannot be good enough. You cannot stop stealing or stop lying long enough to get God's promises. The only thing that you can do is receive him and believe and have faith that what he says is for us. Psalm 121, 1 and 2 says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I lift up my eyes to the hill. When I lift up my eyes, do you know what I stop seeing? My circumstances. And all the stuff going on around me that might not line up with what God says. Because guess what? That happens. Other people cross my path. Circumstances happen, right? That are not God. Sometimes I get myself in a bad situation. Sometimes you get yourself in a bad situation. Whatever it is. But when I lift up my eyes to the hills, from whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. All those circumstances stop getting in my way because my focus is on the Lord. When we're discouraged, we're like Eeyore. We're all like droopy and mopey, looking down. I don't even know what Eeyore says. Oh, I'm going to say bah humbug. That's <laughs> it is not Eeyore. That's Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> We're discouraged. Our head is down. <laughs> and we see our problems. It's all we're looking at. When my head is down, all I see is the junk around me. But when I lift up my eyes, the only thing I see is the Lord. And the only thing I see is his truth and his promise and his love and him looking back at me. God said to Abraham, look at the stars. How wonderful that God, one of his examples to Abraham was to look up at the stars said, Abraham, can you count those stars? No, Lord, that's a lot of stars. When God came to Abraham to tell him, Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. He said, Abraham, look up at those stars. That's how you're going to number your descendants. But look up at the stars. He was giving Abraham confidence confidence as he looked up. He also said to Abraham, look up with your eyes from the place where you are and look out to the north, to the south, to the east, and the west. said, look up from that place where you are and see what I'm giving you. See my promise for you. See where I am taking you. 
Now, if there is anyone who says, hey, that's cool that God said that to Abraham, but that was the Old Testament, and I'm not real sure how this applies to me. Really, really quick, God was in covenant with Abraham. Everything, every promise that God gave to Abraham travels down to Jesus through the genealogy. And when I come into the kingdom of God, I join in that covenant. So do not fool yourselves that just because it's the Old Testament, it's different than the New Testament. Every promise in the Old Testament is for you today. There is no time in the Bible that God said, all right, that's the end of that covenant. Okay? So whatever I said to Abraham, that was cool for Abraham, for his people, but not for you. That is a lie. The truth is that covenant continues through Jesus. I come into God's family through Jesus, and I receive all of those benefits. And so do you. When you lift up your eyes, changes how you think, changes what you see, changes your focus, takes your focus off of worldly things happening around you, takes your focus off circumstances, and puts your focus directly on the Lord. When we drive, when we walk, we do not look at the ground right in front of us. Because you know what? Like I'm just like going to veer off to the side and crash into whatever, right? If I'm driving, I'm looking out to where I'm going. It's just the same with the Lord. Look up and look out. He is there, and he is watching you. He says, look up to me, and I will take you with me. Psalm 34, 5 says, those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. Praise the Lord. That is like glory. We are glorious when we look to him with our radiant faces and never be ashamed. I know who God is. I know who he is. I know whose I am. And so I know who I am. Psalm 123.2 says, As a servant depends on his master, as a maid depends on her mistress, so we will keep looking to you, O Lord, our God, until you have mercy on us. Keep looking until he has mercy on us. Amen. Let me tell you, I had a backup camera in my car, and it stopped working. And, I, and then I was like, how am I supposed to see what's behind me? Right? <laughs> you start relying on that backup camera and you're not like as comfortable looking over your shoulder at what's back there. Surely I'm missing something. What if it doesn't beep at me? What if I crash into a car because I can't see it? But my wonderful husband said, well, then let's just go get this fixed. We'll get a new stereo. They'll fix your backup camera and so we took my car in they changed everything out including my heating and my air conditioning like the whole panel like everything all new buttons look at that he loves me 
so much. So the day after we got all the stuff changed out, I was driving down the hill. And you know what happened? Everything shut down. And I was like, well, that's not cool. And then you know what happened? It was August. You know what happened? The heater came on. Yeah. Full blast. It was awesome. So I'm driving down the hill. I got no other car to drive. The one day that I have to drive down the hill. In the heat, it's awesome. Driving home, hey, in five o'clock traffic. Did not take an hour to get home. It took an hour and a half to get home with the heater on. Awesome. Can't even roll my windows down and get some air because all the cars are stopped next to me on the freeway. And you know they're just blowing out a whole lot of hot air, right? Out of their engines, however cars run, whatever they do. I don't know. I just get in it and it drives. So, <laughs> so we take my car back to the stereo guy and we're like, hey, stereo guy, could you fix this? And he's like, yeah, no problem. And he fixes it. And then I pick it up, and it's working. And then you know what happened? It shut down again. I was like, are you kidding? And you know what? Heater came on. Oh my goodness. Like four times this happened between like the beginning of August and a couple of weeks ago. I was like, are you kidding me? Keep taking my car back. Keep taking my car back. Keep taking my car back. Can you fix it this time? Awesome. Meanwhile, I'm smiling because, hey, I go to church. I'm not going to be a jerk to you. <laughs> See, sometimes it's really helpful to love Jesus because I did not want to be nice. I was hot. Like, the heater was on, blowing on my face. And it was summertime. Keep taking my car back, keep taking my car back, keep taking my car back. So hey, it hasn't happened for a couple of weeks now, so we'll wait and see. Praise the Lord. But listen, as a servant depends on his master and a maid depends on her mistress, so we will keep looking to you. Do we keep looking to the Lord the same way I keep taking my car back? Keep taking it back until you get it right because I'm tired of this heater being on right? Keep taking it back. Diligently taking it back. As soon as that heater comes on, I'm taking it back. Come on, Leon, fix my car. I called him out, but he is awesome. He's helped us every single time. Like, he is great. I wouldn't call him out if he wasn't great. Do we diligently come back to the Lord the same way I'm diligently taking my car back? Do we diligently seek the Lord until we get that thing that he promised us? Listen, God, I had a headache this weekend. Am I going to diligently seek the Lord and get that healing that I need? Oh, it's just a headache. Doesn't matter. Listen. It's just God can do it. It's just that. Just God can do it. Right? But like, do we diligently come back to the Lord until we get that thing that he said we could have? Sandy diligently came back to him because he was like, watch out. No, God wasn't. But that stuff that keeps coming back, God, 
this is not from you. God, you said that I'd be the head and not the tail. I'm working hard at work trying to honor you and do good stuff for you and praise you and glorify you. You said I'd be the head and not the tail. I want to be the head, right? Do we diligently come to him in that same way? We should because whatever kind of great air conditioning that I can get out of my car or great Apple CarPlay that I can get out of my car is nothing compared to God's provision, compared to God's healing that he has promised us, compared to God's salvation, compared to the restoration that he promises he will restore to us the years the locust has eaten. It's a promise. So lift up your eyes. God is there. Psalm 25, 15 says, My eyes are always on the Lord, for he rescues me from the traps of my enemies. Thank you, God. Forget those people trying to get in your way. You love the Lord? Praise God. Persecution? God, you said that you will rescue me from the traps of my enemies. So I'm asking you today to rescue from me from the traps of my enemies. People trying to get in your way at work. People talking bad about you. Hmm, come on, Lord. You said you would do it. Here I am claiming this word for myself and believing. I'm going to wait and watch it come to pass. Matthew 7, 7 and 8 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. Everything in this scripture is like guarantee. God did not say, hey, knock real hard. Keep knocking and I'm going to do my best for you. Did he say that? I just read it to you. Did he say that? No, he did not. He said, knock and it will be open to you. Seek and you will find. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be open. Jesus is not a liar. He's telling us the truth. If we will do it, God will respond. Every benefit from God comes by grace. Say grace. And no benefit of grace is accessible, accessible except by faith. Say faith. By faith, we have access into this grace. Jesus never taught that we would pray prayers that weren't answered. He never said, do your best. He never said, hope for the best. Never said, hope for the best. As you read your Bible every day, because at the Rock, we read our Bibles every day. If you find in the Bible that Jesus said, hey, hey, do your best, hope for the best, let me know, okay? Hey, it'll be in the voice of the fawns. <laughs> You're too young. Jesus was aware of circumstances. He lived a human life. He he knows every circumstance that we could experience, okay? He's telling us the truth. He's not lying to us. He totally understands what we're all facing. 
So just like David in the psalm, he said, bless the Lord, O my soul. Talking to his mind, his will, and his emotions. He's talking to himself. Bless the Lord, O my soul, because sometimes we do not feel like it. Sometimes everything looks junky. Sometimes we're tired. Sometimes we haven't had our coffee yet. We'll forget all that stuff, right? Bless the Lord, O my soul. Come on, soul. Let's praise the Lord. Because you know what? When I don't feel like it, that's nothing. That doesn't mean anything. I'm not going to go off of my emotions. They're all up and down, all over the place, right? I'm tired. I slept real good last night. Yay, praise the Lord, right? No. Come on, soul. Let's praise the Lord today. I'm going to make the choice to remind myself to get up and praise the Lord. My experience is that when I lift my eyes, when I lift my voice to the Lord and say what he said and speak his promises, that that's when that comes to pass. When I say his word back to him, when I put that out into the supernatural, into the spiritual, declare his word, we receive his promises. Faith rises when I declare his word. And it's so much easier to believe the promises because then I have faith. So lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes past your finances. Lift up your eyes past marriage struggles. I don't know anyone who's been married for more than one day who has not had a hard time. Like, oh my gosh, we fought on our honeymoon. Come on, right? Hey. <laughs> Lift up your eyes. Past your circumstance. Lift up your eyes. Past whatever looks like what you don't want it to be. Lift up your eyes. Past that diagnosis from the doctor. Lift up your eyes to the hills from whence comes your help. Your help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. There is nothing that he cannot do. There is nothing that he will not do for you. Nothing. He will do all of it for you. We're going to close with this. God is speaking to us today. So that thing that you see around you that feels like a thing isn't a thing because God ain't no thing. We look to God. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Everything I have in me, I'm going to bless the Lord. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your iniquities. Isn't it good that his first promise is forgiveness of sins? Thank you, Lord. And now I've received that promise, and guess what? Everything else is opened up to me. Who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you, 
with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. We're going to come before the Lord today. So let's stand and let's get out of our mouths what we're believing God for. Let's physically look up. I'm going to ask you, look up. We're not going to close our eyes right now. We are not bowing our head and closing our eyes in prayer. We are boldly looking up to the Lord because we know where our help comes from. It comes from the Lord. Tell the Lord, Lord, I'm looking to you today. I am lifting my eyes to you today. I know that I am not the solution to my problem. You are the solution to my problem. In the name of Jesus, circumstances are not big. You are bigger than all my circumstances. You resolve them. Your promises will resolve them. I lift my eyes to you, Lord, and I call on your name. Today, I change my perspective. I lift my eyes to you. I call on your name. I ask for your power your provision, your resolution. Help my heart to be right. Help it to please you. Things are changing in my favor, Lord. By your power. By the grace of God. And I believe it in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless God. Thank you so much. I know we've kept you over a little bit, but we had to, we had to dedicate some people to the Lord. I, I appreciate your patience, but what we want to do at the end of every service is offer a chance for people. If you don't know this Jesus yet and you want to get in a relationship with him, our prayer team is mobilizing right now to come and receive you. You can join this family of God today and gain access to all these benefits. And if you're already in the family of God, even as we dim the lights back there, would you come forward and receive prayer for yourself today? Whatever that circumstance is that you just lifted your eyes off of, join us in faith for your prayer to be answered by the Lord himself. We're going to pray right now and you'll be released. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, knowing that you are the God who hears and the God who heals. Whatever the circumstance is, you are going to heal it completely. You are going to restore and provide for it. You are going to make a bridge over that chasm. Whatever we need, we receive from you right now in Jesus' name. Our faith has been built, and we thank you for Pastor Jennifer bringing the word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit being in this place, changing the atmosphere around us. Lord, I pray that you bless our lunchtime together. I pray that you bless our time in the word together as we all jump into Operation Solid Lives once again or for the first time and see our lives changed by your word. In Jesus' name, amen.